I don't know how closely you are following the Canadian Truckers Freedom Convoy protests, but I've been following it pretty closely. You can say that I'm a veteran of mass public protests against government here in Israel, against the Israeli government, when the government in the past made some horrible decisions about how to deal with our enemies, handing over our land and guns that ended up endangering us. But I digress. I will get into that a little later in the video. So when peaceful masses of people stand up to protest government, I try to take a closer look to better understand what is really going on. If it interests me. Because I know not to automatically trust official government statements or the reporting by the establishment media. I've experienced it personally here in Israel. This video says it all about Canada. Over the past few days, Canadians were shocked and frankly disgusted by the behavior displayed by some people protesting in our nation's capital. Hate can never be the answer. I want to be very clear. We are not intimidated by those who hurl insults and abuse at small business workers and steal food from the homeless. We won't give in to those who fly racist flags. We won't cave to those who engage in vandalism or dishonor the memory of our veterans. Tous les Canadiens ont le droit d'exprimer leur opinion ou leur désaccord avec leur gouvernement, mais ils n'ont pas le droit de menacer ou de harceler leurs concitoyens ni de propager des messages de haine. There is no place in our country for threats, violence, or hatred. So to those responsible for this behavior, it needs to stop. To anyone who joined the convoy but is rightly uncomfortable with the symbols of hatred and division on display, join with your fellow Canadians. Be courageous and speak out. Do not stand for or with intolerance and hate. And to Canadians at home, watching in disgust and disbelief at this behavior, wondering how this could have happened in our nation's capital after everything we've been through the behavior on display this weekend does not represent you. Hateful rhetoric, abuse towards their fellow citizens, there is always a right to protest peacefully that I and others will defend fully as part of this democracy. There is not a right to incite violence, perform acts of violence, or to spew hatred. And I think anyone who is part of this group who is disgusted by what their folks protesting alongside are doing needs to step up and take responsibility, condemn these actions, and look for other ways to express their displeasure. Aux expressions de haine et d'intolérance qu'on a vues parmi ces manifestants, je veux remercier. Now that we heard the official government narrative about those protesters in Canada from the Canadian Prime Minister, now let's look at some of the headlines. Here is headline number one. Reporting that, what are truckers saying? We are not separatists or terrorists. Hmm. From what I'm seeing and reading, I have no clue why Canadian politicians would be saying such horrible things about those peaceful Canadian truck drivers. That they're terrorists? But let's see some more headlines. 
Trucker protests? Ottawa mayor declares state of emergency over serious danger as demonstrations spread. This while the truckers worked with local police to ensure that all roads would be open for travel in Ottawa. And here is another one. Trucker convoy. Ottawa under siege amid nationwide insurrection, officials say. And one last one. Canadian police warn of guns at trucker protest against vaccine mandate paralyzing capital. Now, whether one agrees or disagrees with the goal of this trucker's protest to restore freedom of choice and to end the mandates, it is imperative to understand that you can't necessarily trust the government's statements on the matter or the updates you hear from the establishment media about the protests against the government. In this instance, these truckers are peaceful. They're peaceful. Just go online and check out the massive amount of videos for yourself. Yet, government officials and media are calling them out as violent, even terrorists, a danger. Why? In order to slant public opinion against them. It's that simple. And again, I've experienced it. Where? It's a playbook that I've seen here in Israel. Once upon a time, there were two tremendously massive civil disobedience protests in Israel. They were massive. They had hundreds of thousands of people out peacefully protesting all over the country. Both ended up failing miserably because the Israeli government did not care. In both cases, the government ended up using brute force, sometimes even with specially tailored emergency laws, sound familiar, to stop the protest movements. It seems we are witnessing a similar process in Canada right now. Just listen to this, what the leaders of the truckers' convoy just updated everyone with today about the Canadian government's plans of dealing with them. May, some of you may be aware that uh, there was an emergency meeting in the House of Commons this evening, and Justin Trudeau himself alluded to discussions about a large number of RCMP officers that they're engaging. We do not get the impression that they are working towards sitting down at a table, which is what we asked for today. We asked to sit at a table and find a peaceful solution to this, a responsible, balanced, safe solution to this. We've been told that one of the triggers or indicators where we know that they're going to physically move against us and start arresting us is when our media goes down, when all of our telecommunications devices do go down, when we go fully black, the next phase of this will be the public order units will move in on us and start kettling. We will not resist. We will not be violent. This is a peaceful protest. But the more of us there are, the better it is for all of us. So who will win this time in Canada? the Canadian government, or the Canadian masses peacefully protesting to protect their liberties and freedoms. One thing is for sure, the whole world is watching as it will lead to a domino effect of what happens in other countries, as here in Israel they are also planning a trucker's convoy. Again, this issue is close to my heart because it brings me back to my Land of Israel protest days here in Israel back in the early 1990s and then again in the year of 2005. The first massive protest movement in Israel was around the year 1993 against the destructive Oslo terror deal, which was officially called the Oslo 
peace deal. That terror peace plan literally whitewashed the PLO terrorist movement that was murdering innocent Israelis for decades and had Israel willingly give over control of our land, guns, and professional U.S. military training to those Arab Muslim terrorists. It was clear as day to people who were not brainwashed by the utopian ideas of peace pushed by the Israeli government and our establishment media that that Oslo peace plan would lead to horrifying terror and end up a disaster, as it did. So, what does the government do? The government, together with the establishment media, led a massive PR campaign labeling those protesters, the hundreds of thousands of Israeli protesters, enemies of peace and hence a danger to society. Consequently, the government squashed the mass protest movement and the horrifying, disconnected from reality government Oslo peace plan was implemented despite the mass protest movement of people in Israel, which represented half of the Israeli population. Today, we the people continue to pay a high price in blood for that Oslo peace deal, the natural consequence of capitulation and appeasing evil. Of course, all the thousands of innocent Jews murdered by those whitewashed terrorists since 1993 could have been alive today had the government not abused their power of law to squash the protest movement. Now, the second massive protest movement here in Israel was in 2005 against the destructive Gaza expulsion of Jews. The plan was officially called the Gaza Disengagement Plan. As if we didn't have enough dead innocent Israelis and even initial rockets shot at us from Hamas and Gaza as a direct result of the disastrous Oslo deal in 1993, it all that was all proof all which already existed that showed appeasing murdering terrorists who publicly state their goal to destroy Israel and kill innocent Jews is not just stupid but futile, against common sense, and against the government's commitment to protect Israeli citizens. Yet, once again, the government and establishment media back in 2005 pushed a, the utopian message of peace to willingly hand over our land in Gaza to terrorists while ruining the lives of 20,000 innocent Israelis who were earlier sent by Israeli governments to live in Jewish communities in Gaza as civilian communities at the time were considered important to help defend the Jewish state of Israel. And again, the government and media brainwashed the Israeli public that complete capitulation to terrorists by expelling 20,000 Jews from their homes, destroying all 20-plus Jewish communities in Gaza, removing all IDF forces from Gaza, and empowering terrorists to control the Gaza area was necessary to achieve peace. Once again, it was clear as day to people not brainwashed by the utopian ideas of peace pushed by the Israeli government and the establishment media here, that this Gaza plan as well would lead to disaster as it has. So what did the government do then? To gain public support, the government and establishment media once again pulled out the PR machine of misinformation, disinformation, and labeled the, the massive amount of protesters here in Israel enemies of peace and a danger to society, and then successfully squashed the protest movement with an abuse of law and emergency laws. And today, Iranian-backed terror groups launch war after war from Gaza every few years with more and more advanced rockets that endanger more and more Israelis all over the country. A dangerous reality that did not exist before 2005 when the state of Israel controlled the whole Gaza Strip with Jewish communities there as well before the disastrous Gaza expulsion plan was implemented. 
Now we come to the Canada Freedom Truckers Movement. But it's not just Canada. This movement is a voice for people all over the world, in Austria, Australia, the United States, France, Israel, and so many more countries where governments have passed emergency laws to take away people's freedoms. That simple. All in the name of a public health campaign that includes government establishment media and big tech social media collusion in censoring any and all doctors and scientists who share different scientific opinions or raise common sense concerns and questions about the government rules and regulations that haven't done nothing to end the pandemic. But what have they done? They've taken away citizens' freedoms and liberties. And guess what? Here too, the government, establishment media, and social media companies label everyone against the government narrative dangerous to public health. So again, we see a pattern of misinformation and disinformation from government and establishment media turning one population against another population. Will the Canadian government succeed in squashing this trucker's convoy freedom movement like the Israeli government succeeded in squashing our civil disobedience protests against the Osler terror peace accords and the Gaza capitulation disengagement plan to Hamas and the Palestinian Authority? Well, on the one hand, you could say that governments always succeed because they have all the power and the unlimited abuse of unjust law and justice enforcement. However, this time might be different because Canadians and freedom-loving people all around the world believe that this is their last stand against their governments, which are right now in the process of a total power grab in the name of public health to take away more and more civil freedoms and liberties. So ending this freedom movement means an end to the God-given free lives as we have been blessed to experience up until this pandemic. By the way, for those who don't know, these are the demands of a Canadian trucker's freedom convoy. Number one, to terminate all vaccine passports, including inter-Canada passport systems. Number two, to eliminate mandatory programs of vaccination and contact tracing. Number three, respect the rights of those who wish to remain unvaccinated. Number four, cease the divisive rhetoric attacking Canadians who disagree with government mandates. Number five, cease limiting debate through coercive measures with the goal of censoring those who have varying or incorrect opinions. All very well-intentioned demands. And finally, for the cherry on top, we will end with some more enlightening words from Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, publicly calling out those peaceful truckers as hateful and violent, while in the same breath admitting that he supported the extremely violent, destructive, and racist Black Lives Matter protest movement. The inherent ideological agenda behind Trudeau's position doesn't get clearer than that. Honestly, you can't make this stuff up. I have attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens, uh, and a disrespect, uh, not just of science, but of uh, the frontline health workers and, quite frankly, the 90% of truckers who have been doing the right thing to keep Canadians safe, to put food on our tables. Uh, Canadians know where I stand. This is a moment for responsible leaders to think carefully 
about where they stand and who they stand with. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.